Cool. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here talking through the Benner group. So um, this is the lower group. Um, we put the worst uh, eight teams from the power rankings from last year in this. And then basically you figure it out and uh, the winner gets an automatic bid as the last seed in the uh, playoffs. So we'll start with New York City. They brought in the 31-31 class, replacing the 172-203 class. And I really like what they're building here. You know, they bring back all five starters, um, and they add some hype. Um, Donovan Lee, um, Donovan Lee, Joshua Fox, and uh, Zach, Zachary Brinkman. So, I mean, Fox and Brinkman, uh, well, I guess Brinkman looks really good with uh, a rebounder that can um, pass and play defense, doesn't turn it over. Um, Donovan Lee has a really – he's an interesting guy. He has a really high uh, plus-minus at 9.6. Um, he's probably a good shooter, uh, and, you know, um, he can rebound, can defend, do it all. Um, I don't see, like, the crazy star power in this group, but, you know, they probably have some great ratings. Yeah, I agree. Um I think it's a class that's just going to bring a lot of depth for them. Looking at a squad that didn't graduate any of their starters, and and I think you know this is this is a team that was verge, um, really verge PTT last year, snuck in as a 16 seed, and and so I don't know that this is necessarily the class that's going to push them over that edge to the NTT, but I think it is going to solidify maybe a few weaker points. Uh, in their game, and and then you just have a, another year for this team, especially the starting lineup, to gel together. So, led by you know uh, point guard Justin Rollins, uh, who was scoring a, a little over twenty points a game last year, also um, just under two steals a game. I think he's he's going to be the biggest impact player on this team, and I think he's going to look to get a little bit more efficient in his shooting. Mm -hmm. I think the team overall needs to do that at uh, just a true shooting percentage of just under 51%. So I think that's going to be a priority for them. Um, and then it's just going to be a, a matter of how this team really fits and gels. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. They have, they have the talent, you know, now it's just like, okay, coach, can you put it together? Can you put it together? And, um, figure it out uh you know they're returning four four starters that were all six seven or higher one six seven guy and um three six eight guys so i mean they they have some height on this team they are huge and even look at their bench they got six seven six um six seven six 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 ten so it's gonna be interesting justin rollins seems like their point guard that kind of stirs the drink and the rest of the guys are just I mean, got a bunch of giants. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, next team we got is Clemson, the Wookiees, coached by Coach M. Batch 31. Um, they brought in the 87-78 class, replacing the 242-230 class. Uh, you know, they needed, they needed a good class, and they brought it in. Uh, Tristan, Tristan Knox, um, Looks like a decent player. He shot a very six point three threes and hit thirty seven point four percent. If he can duplicate that in uh, in college, that'd be great. Uh, if he can keep those turnovers down, um, he could be a really good point guard. Um, 
they do return their point guard who seemed like he played pretty good. He he was probably their best player from last year, Dakota Jackson. And then they got Israel Roberts and Danny Arno. Um, yeah, it seems like a solid class of guys that can pass, rebound, score a little bit, kind of can do it all. Yeah, looking kind of to be a similar team to New York City, probably not with all the you know overall height on the roster, um, but but led by a solid point guard, uh, a team that really kind of lacks the efficient efficiency in their shooting, and so that's going to be something that they look to gain. But I'm interested to see where Tristan Knox will fit into this lineup. I would assume maybe that that starting shooting guard role is Brendan Nicholson didn't really seem to add a ton of value there last year, but um, if he does, that's going to be a, a pretty short backcourt at six, two and six, one. So I think they're definitely going to have to make up uh, some of that height with losing Adrian Taylor as their six, seven small forward last year. So maybe that's something where uh, Danny Arno bringing in mm-hmm. the freshman class maybe he fits in there or maybe we have someone from the bench who's going to be able to step up and fill that role but I think that's going to be a big key for them yeah great well next team we're going to look at is Denver the Cruising Crusoes coached by coach Walder 32 um, they bring in the 66-30 class replacing the 80-87 class so um, they lost Christian Hastings their big man uh, Matthew Haynes and uh, Lawson Haber, um, you know, some solid players, but they bring back Justin Rodriguez, their 6'5 small forward, averaging 21.8 um, points per game. And they bring in James Daniels. And, man, that that is a guy that you can build around. That's a, I mean, I think I think he's a point guard, even though he doesn't have a great assisted turnover ratio. Um, I would put him there and let him cook, you know. Uh, Cody Ouellette, good big, good uh, wing that, can pass, rebound, score a little bit, kind of does it all pretty nicely. And then um, Andre Garcia, I mean, looks like he's an efficient scorer at um, 7-1, so not too bad. Uh, I like this class they're bringing in. It's going to really help them, I think, and I I would expect all three of those seniors to start, or those freshmen to start. I agree. I think uh, Andre Garcia is going to slide in for – the departed Christian Hastings pretty well. And, you know, I think there's not going to be a lack of scoring, especially from the backcourt uh, duo of Justin Rodriguez. If, if he slides down or if he stays at a small forward spot. Um, and then obviously James Daniels is a lethal score. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to be able to, to get guys set up for openings. Who's going to be the assist man. I, I think that's something that's going to be lacking just on paper looking at this roster. So we'll see if someone's able to step up and, and fill that role in the starting lineup. Yeah, it might be Olet though. I mean, he, he averaged 4.1 assists to 1.4 turnovers in high school. And um, I, mean, I know he can score a little bit, but I could see him doing that a little bit for them. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, next, we'll look at Was- uh, Wooster. Um, Yinzers, uh, coached by Coach Wiseguy31. Um, they brought in the 63-40 class, replacing the 127-141 class. So, nice freshman class for them. Um, Paolo Dennis, um, 58.8% true shooting percentage, uh, 4.7 to 1 turnover from the small forward position. I think he would be – he seems like a good uh, point guard. Not, I mean, yeah, Brian Davis didn't have a great um, assisted turnover and wasn't 
the most efficient, but he wasn't inefficient either. So um, he's got some stuff to figure out. You, you can't put too many short guys in there with the two six two guys coming back. They only lost their senior center. Um, and they didn't bring in great height to replace him. Uh, Oseal Quinn um, looks like a decent big man, um, but nothing that's going to knock your socks off. So uh, maybe Mason Ams is going to have to move down there and they'll figure it out from there. But what do you see in this team? Yeah, I agree. Mason Adams seems to be the logical guy to slide down and, and fill that center role. I guess we'll see if uh, – Either the freshman Spencer Mazzola or Osiel Quinn are uh, able to help out there. But, I mean, I agree, you know, only losing the starting center, you bring back kind of the core nucleus. And I think Brian Davis and Matthew Zucker in that backcourt, I think, play pretty well together. And and this is a team that likes to have those guys be shooting from the, beyond the arc a lot. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, – you know, if these guys can step up and, and play defense a little bit better and I think take take care of the ball better, I think those are two things that they struggled at last year. And, you know, Paulo Dennis looks like a guy who can definitely provide some steals. I would probably see expect him to be coming off the bench um, and providing that, that spark, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, let's look at the next team we got uh... – we got Yuma favorite deputy. Um, they bring in the 97-99 class, replacing the 189-201 class. Um, some solid players in here. Matthew Brown um, looks like a great point guard that can score and pass. Uh, Flum seems like a good wingman. And uh, Elijah French, 6'9 guy, um, can do a little bit of everything too. So you can't complain about that. Uh, I really like this team. I feel like I feel like they got a shot in this group for sure. I mean, you, you got to start by talking about Ethan Reese. That guy is a monster. Um, and, I mean, he's really going to carry them, I'm guessing. Yeah. he Reese is an absolute beast. And I think, you know, between him and the tandem of uh, Thomas O'Neill being side-by-side side with him, being, a, you know, the kind of the rebounding assist guy doing a lot of the dirty work, I think, has brought them some success in the past. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, this freshman class is going to give them a nice little scoring boost. It seems like Reese has really been depended on uh, last year to really carry that scoring load. So I think that's going to take some of the pressure off him and, and maybe reduce some of the double teams that he finds himself in and, and being able to kick it out to, you know, some very capable scorers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find someone that can score outside of Reese. Um, and that might be a problem, you know. We'll see if uh, Brown or Walker are up to this, the task. And, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, next up, the Phoenix, the Ottawa Traders. They brought in the 109-98 uh, class, replacing the 148-195 class. Anytime you replace a class that low, it's always nice. And even if it's not an amazing class, looks like they have a little more life here. Um, they did lose Walker Benner, and they lost Eric Spence and Louis Greer. So, they, I mean, it's interesting that they were ranked so low because all three of those guys started, and, you know, they were decent players. Um, they probably came in a little lower ranked than they thought. Uh, didn't bring in height that they needed, um, but, you know, um, Justin Pate looks like a 
solid guy off the bench. I would like to see him a little more last year, actually, um, at 6'11". He shot very efficient from the field. Um, maybe he wasn't good defense. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Diamond, the freshman, um, he scored 19 points and was had a plus 5.8. Um, yeah, it, this is an interesting interesting roster. I'm not I'm I'm not so sure they did get better, but um yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah, I have a big question mark around the point guard spot for these guys. I don't, you know, Lewis Greer obviously wasn't, you know, a, a, an absolute dynamite player. Um but he he did fill the role well and anytime someone's getting you 8.6 assists a game along with two steals, that is a lot of production that needs replacing and and so uh, you know it'll be interesting to see if kevin diamond or maximilian thomas are uh, able to fill that role i'm guessing those would be probably the the top two options for that but no losing a 611 anchor at center and not really bring in anything while having kind of a um not a real short roster but kind of lacking that those big marquee big height guys um yeah, Justin Pate's going to really have to step up his game, and we're going to see if that hurts him in this group. I think overall there's not a, a whole lot of giant rosters um, in this group, but I think you know teams like teams like uh, or I just had him up. Oh, uh, teams like Yuma or teams even like Denver, mm-hmm. I think you know are are going to be yeah. able to take advantage of, and and they have that Denver matchup uh, next week, so. I'll be looking out for that. Yeah. Um, So we have two more teams in this group. We have St. Louis and Morgantown. So let's start with St. Louis, the Iron Geeks. They brought in the 127-143 class, replacing the 123-130 class. So pretty similar overall. Um, Yeah, they lost one of their starters, Giovanni Huff, their point guard. Um, But it's not like he was a world beater anyway. Yeah. he had 3.5 turnovers, probably a little too much. They bring in Zachary Taylor, who um, who I think could fit in there a little bit, or Jonathan Mosier, who had a 7.9 to 2.6 assist-to-turnover ratio. So not a lot of hype, but, um, yeah, Carlos uh, McMurray, um, he was a shooting guard. They had 6.2 assists. So it'll be interesting to see what he picks for the point guard or if he wants – um, to go to Alexander uh, Furtado. Yeah, we'll see. Um, they're going to need some scoring. Uh, they didn't score a lot last year, 56.5 points per game. And, um, yeah, th- they're probably going to need Zachary Taylor in there if they want to have a chance. So, I agree. I, with these guys, I mean, it's, it's really going to start with scoring. It's something – they've really struggled at in this last game and just kind of on the offensive side of the ball as well. I mean, Giovanni Huff, like you said, 3.5 turnovers. This is a team who turned it over three and a half more times than their opponents on average last year. And, and that's just not something that, you know, you're going to be able to do this year and be inefficient in scoring and, and expect to make it out of this group in the PNTT. So I think it's a little bit of back to the drawing board. I think Zachary Taylor uh, provides, you know, a nice little scoring push for this team, but it's really going to be between uh, him and, and Kenny McGee, the returning small forward, who 
who I think are going to have to carry a lot of that load. And then it's going to be a big question mark and see who else can give them some help because neither of them seem to be real lethal scorers. So unless we have a real pleasant surprise, I think uh, they're going to need some help from the supporting cast. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the last team, um, Morgantown Warriors, coached by A. Lilly. Um, they had the 83-84 class replacing the um, – replacing the 231-224 class. So that's always nice. Um, and they got some they got some guys that they need and I like what they're building here. They had a they had three um, they had a three freshman class last year, probably headlined by Sky Thorpe, the six seven two center anchor for them. Um, this year they bring in uh, Vernon Palmore, um, who looks like a decent point guard that could help them. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they got some guys. You know, um, all three of the guys can pass, and um, yeah, they they should be fine. They bring back all their starters. Uh, that they should get a little better scoring. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, figure this out. Um, but yeah, you have any thoughts about them? Yeah, interesting that they they bring back their their backcourt duo of Christian Murdoch and Ashton Lewis and I really like the freshman Fern Palmore that they're bringing in and I'm not really sure which two guys or which yeah which two guys are going to fill those roles seems like most of their talent is kind of on the shorter end which might be a little bit of a detriment to them but I definitely like uh, Austin Whitaker coming in and and likely filling uh, potentially the small forward role um, I think that's just an opportunity for them. While he's not a, a great scorer, um, he, he is a great glue man and I think maybe provides a little bit more value uh, than Garrett Seda there. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm I, a huge fan that they have uh, the 7-2 center, Sky Thorpe, anchoring that center position. I think that's going to be huge for them in this tournament, and I think they're just going to need him to step up, particularly in the rebounding department. That's probably the weakest part of his game. Um, all I know is if you know if you're seven two, you got to get me more in eight boards game. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your predictions for this group? Who do you think comes out with it? This is a really interesting one. I think I'm leaning towards Yuma. I think they. Yeah. I, I like that they have a really solid front court combo of Ethan Reese and Thomas. Thomas uh, O'Neal, and I think, you know, they brought in some great guards that I think is going to balance them out. And I just think that Ethan Reese is going to be able to take advantage of a lot of favorable matchups during this tournament, yeah. and I, I think that's going to pay dividends for them. Yeah, I think uh, Yuma's – I mean, I think Yuma would be right up there with New York City. Um, and I think they might be the best team. But Yuma has to play – they have to play Reno and they have to play Rochester and they don't get a chance against New York city in the PNTT. Um, New York city does have to go into the main bracket for their Riverside rivalry that's been going, but I'm not so sure they're not a better team at Riverside. Maybe they, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Riverside's very talented, but um, I don't know. I like what New York city is doing and I think they're going to win this group. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, um, and uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hopefully you guys enjoyed.